in the stars in the stars in the stars Welcome back, everybody, to Golf DMV. Full house today in the virtual studio, brought to you by nobody. No, no, brought to you by Reveal Wealth, WeRevealWealth.com. That's the website. Why am I saying that? You'll know in a second. We've got Lawrence, who I don't think is in the DMV as we record, right, Lawrence? Yeah, last week was the first week in probably almost three months that we recorded where all of us were in the DMV. Uh, but Lawrence, back, I guess, out back out in Phoenix. Please, I, am in the D- I am in the DMV for now. Vern mm-hmm. in the DMV uh, for now, because in a few weeks we'll be in uh, beautiful North Carolina. Uh, but with us uh, right now, we've got Al Johnson and Broderick Young from WeRevealWealth.com. Um, from We Reveal Wealth, the website is WeRevealWealth.com. And I don't know if you guys knew this, September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. And there's nothing that is more heartbreaking. And I say this, and it's weird because I say things like this, even with a smile on my face, And you can hint the laugh in the voice, but there's nothing more heartbreaking and just kind of sad when someone experiences um, a loss in the family, stuff like that, and they've got to go to Facebook or they go to Twitter or they start texting people or they do a GoFundMe just to put a loved one in the ground um, in a way that is respectful to to, to the way that that loved one uh, lived and hopefully left a legacy or something. But that happens all the time, just not aware of some of the policies and things that are out there to take advantage of. And sometimes we don't even see the benefit of putting your money in it now. Uh, so that you have something for uh, later and for those situations. So because it is Life Insurance Awareness Month, we want to make people aware of life insurance on the show. And by the way, not just in September. So don't just listen to the show and say, oh, I'm so glad that I've been made aware of life insurance. And then when October hits you, you are no longer aware. You are now unaware of life insurance. We want to make sure everybody's good to go out here. So Al and Roderick, thank you guys so much for joining us on the show to talk about this very important uh, topic. No, brother, thank you um, for inviting us, Claude. And, you know, I feel like we're part of the Golf DMV family. I Mm -hmm. sent you a message yesterday uh, letting you know that we're actually doing a webinar, right? So I don't know when this is going to air, but we're doing a webinar on the 27th of uh, this month. So next Wednesday called Unlocking Life Insurance's Potential. Right. And the thought process behind that is not only making people aware of the power of life insurance from a protection standpoint, a death benefit standpoint and things of that nature, but telling them all of the other utilizations that this powerful tool can bring, um, you know, such as securing retirement, such as growing your dollars in a tax favorable environment to pull them out tax free in the future, uh, business planning, estate planning, all of those different things that we as a people, right, need to be aware of. Uh, so, you know, life insurance, again, uh, life insurance awareness month is in place by a company called Life Happens, and they're all about life insurance. So um, in the midst of what we do on a day-to-day basis, which is wealth management, financial planning, insurance, investments, you know, at the core of it all is protection. Because if you're not protected, if your family's not protected, and you are no longer here to do all of the other things that you put in place, nothing else matters. So, you know, that's a quick overview. And I'm sure my brother can, uh, you know, fill you in a little bit more as well. Yeah, go right ahead, Broderick. So it's one of those things where there's a lot of information out there. So, you know, one of the things that we try and do is demystify some of the misinformation that's out there and allow individuals to understand where it can work within their overall financial lives, financial portfolios. Um, 
things as simple as you probably you all have probably heard, oh, I'm worth more dead than I am alive. Right. Um, well, and certainly well, for some of us, loved more dead than we are alive. But anyway, yeah, well, <laughs> well, I get I get him a hug later. Um, yeah, honored a little more when we're dead, but eh, that's what yeah, it is. You know, so <laughs> insurance companies won't overinsure you, right? It's just not something that they're gonna do. Um, I, I I love myself, but if I applied for a billion dollars worth of insurance, they would courier me a drug test because I should know, <laughs> right? Um, but if we ever had the, the the fortune to meet one Oprah Winfrey and she wanted a billion dollars of coverage, underwriters would get in the room mm-hmm. and do what they need to do in order to right. give Oprah what it is that she wants. So insurance companies will not over-insure you contrary to popular belief um, within certain communities. And we want to make sure that things like that, um, people are educated on, you don't only have to be relegated to one type of coverage, right? Mm-hmm. You can have insurance portfolios and most responsible people, if you got people who you care about, you probably should have an insurance portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we ask, individuals ask us all, what's the most important part? I, I would argue to have the right amount, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I've been around long enough and I, I've delivered death claims and I've never delivered a death claim to a family where they said, well, what type of insurance did my loved one have? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want this money because it wasn't the right time. Oh, no. Um, it's usually how much money is it? Mm-hmm. When can I get it? Yeah. Right. And the third question, which is the sad one, sometimes you hear, is that it? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so That's you tough. don't want that question to be the question that your loved ones are asking mm-hmm. um, because you didn't get the right amount up front. And once yeah. you got the amount, you know, you could determine the types and how you want to divvy that out. But I think it's very important um, for people to know, um, get as much as you can, right? Because it doesn't matter until it matters. Right. You're worth more than you think you're worth. Um, a lot of people, oh, a million dollars, that's a lot of money. Yeah, if we're going on shopping, right? But if your family, your children have to live the rest of their lives, you know, you make it $100,000 a year and you just put a million dollars in that household, you only plan on being dead for 10 years. Yeah. The last time I checked, Lazarus has already been done. Um, so I don't know what your plan is on getting back up, but yeah. <laughs> I might want to do some things a little bit different. So if I may, uh, for the layman, um, two, uh, one simple question and one advanced question. One simple question is the, the person who says, uh, oh, I, I have a will. I don't, I don't, I don't need life insurance. Can we I'll break down for me just very simply, like what that person is, is getting wrong with the misconception is there. So the will is more so giving instructions on where your assets will go. Right. Right. Um, And I would also encourage that person, if they have assets, they may want to go a step further than said will. Trust. Um, Because wills can be contested. Yes. Right. Wills are, um, they're subject to probate. They're not ironclad. Agree where they go. Mm -hmm. Um, So you may want to have a trust. And if the assets aren't caught by the trust, they will pour over into the will. Right. The will is not going to create assets. There you go. The will is just going to say, this is my direction. This is what my wishes are. This is where I want things to go. But Mm -hmm. it's not create liquidity. Um, Somebody has to probate that will. Somebody has to take off work to go down to the courthouse, maybe hire an attorney to get it probated. There's going to be need money in order for those things to do what it is they need to do insurance is a contract. Mm-hmm. So 
that beneficiary, which goes back to the other thing we need to be aware of during Life Insurance Awareness Month, make sure your beneficiaries are updated, right? Mm-hmm. Some of y'all mm-hmm. still got the third spouse Uh-oh. and you on the fifth spouse um, as a beneficiary on your you know what's funny though we yeah. laugh about that so my wife works in hr and she deals with this all the time when there's really? a death benefit really? case that there's a spouse that calls up and like oh well we can't distribute these funds to you because the second wife or the second husband or the first wife is first husband is the one that is still as a beneficiary so you gonna have to contact her and y'all cool. gonna have to work oh, out no keisha and samantha showed up out. at the funeral at the same time is that what happened so and that's how it happens. So here's the deal, though, Claude, going back to what Broderick was saying on Burns' question, life insurance is contractual. Unlike mm-hmm. the will, you can't contest that. Right. The life insurance company is going to pay said beneficiary on that contract. Mm-hmm. And going back to what Brad said again, another misconception within our community is that these documents create money. Wills don't create assets. They create <laughs> a legacy, a trust. If your trust is not funded, guess what? There's it ain't no worth nothing. I trust. Wait a minute. Al, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me I just can't write on a sheet of paper. I will give to Manny $5 million upon my death. And if I don't have $5 million, he won't get anything? Oh, man. There's something <laughs> called funding said trust. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that That we have to do. We have people come to us all the time. Uh, hey, man, I want to go ahead and start a trust so my family can get a million dollars. Okay, where's the million dollars coming from? Yeah. What is your executor going to distribute after you pass away through said trust? So, you know, life insurance is a tool that will give that person with that will something to, you know, pass down, right? Yeah. Um, but also a way for the, a means for that trust to, you know, follow through on their wishes. But if there's no money, Boom. So life insurance creates that estate, instant estate, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Life insurance creates that legacy, that bequest. So, you know, those that's a great question, Bernie, because that's a huge misconception. So before I get to the advanced question, I just I just imagine like a bunch of people showing up at a death benefit thing and the lawyers there were just a bunch of IOUs like Dumb and Dumber. Like, hey, this one says five million dollars. I, I I keep that one. That's going to be worth right. something one day. Um, <laughs> so the advanced questions, a lot of people don't know this. I only learned this maybe during the pandemic when I got heavy into like trading and finance and stuff. Um, the idea about permanent life insurance, uh, if you have enough time, you're diligent enough about saving and creating it like as a, as a nice, wealthy asset can kind of function as a family bank. You can borrow, you can borrow against it, pay back, you know, yourself and your family, everything else. Can you, I, I understand it's, it's an advanced topic, but can you just kind of broadly kind of go over the broad strokes to like how that works? 10,000 foot view, Vernon, and I'm okay. glad you, you mentioned the word time. Okay. Right now, and that's something that a lot of clients don't understand. And if you're listening to Instagram and seeing it, you know, there's a lot of people out there telling you, oh, Put the money in your life insurance contract and in six months you can borrow against it and interest in this. You, first of all, you're not paying yourself back the interest. It's a line item on all insurance companies, performers. Like right. the interest that you're paying back goes back to the insurance company. And that's okay right? because it still can be a benefit to you. But if you got interest rates on your credit card at 29%, please don't put the money in life insurance thinking you're going to borrow back out in six months to pay down the 29% credit card. It's not a hack. No. Okay. Because there's always cost of insurance associated with these contracts. The insurance company got to stay in business too, people. All right. Mm-hmm. However, if you have time and properly structured, and there are high cash value policies that can do these things, 
yes, you do have access to the equity in contracts. I'm right now looking at doing some things where the equity in my life insurance is making me a lot more attractive to getting those things done because I can borrow money out of my life insurance contract at 5% right now because that's the going rate. You can't get money at 5% right now in these markets, especially Mm -hmm. even with good credit. You know, rates on mortgages and things are just higher than that right now. So because of what I started 10 years ago, there's an asset here today that I am able to utilize at my own discretion. I don't have to file a credit report. I don't have to fill out an application. Nobody has to approve me. It is just a phone call. And I can get some money to deploy to do some other things that can make me some money and manage that appropriately outside of the tax system while growing other assets for future growth. So properly structured, they can benefit you while you are living. Yes. Also create assets that you can touch regardless of what's going on in equity markets, real estate markets, stock markets, trading markets. Um, Mm -hmm. They keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Now, for yeah. someone, this, oh, let sorry, me add one point to that, Claude, because this is more advanced as well to what Vern was talking about. When structured properly, when working with a professional who knows how to properly allow you to distribute those funds, you can come up with strategies that will offset. Because Brad told a piece of the story, but what he didn't mention is that while he's taking that money out, that contract is going to offset his cost of borrowing. Right. Yes. So it's five yes. percent. But with dividends, structure, things of that nature, it's not like he's going to the bank borrowing five nope. percent out of that contract. So it can get pretty deep. Right. And it, you know, pays to having some intelligent conversations around it for sure. Correct. Because what Al's saying is my, my net cost to borrow this for me out of my pocket is going to be zero. Right. Because right. I'm well, going to have a dividend offset my cost of borrowing because I can. Now, that affects some of my growth, but okay, I'm getting the growth on the investment I'm doing on the outside, and then I'll put it all back together moving forward in the future. So, Al is correct. You structure them correctly, you can get sums of money to do other things, and I'm not worried about paying it back monthly or the bank telling me, hey, you owe me this. I can do what I need to do and reset it at my time frame, not the bank's time frame. I think, I think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and to, to sum it up, you know what he has? In people that have a similar asset, like myself and others, options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what do we That's want, right. right? When when an opportunity comes around for you to be able to leverage one yeah. asset to maybe purchase another to increase increase your wealth, mm-hmm. right? To reveal your wealth, you mm-hmm. got to have options. If yeah. you don't have buckets, you, you're done. So it's another vehicle. It's another tool, man. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say it's a wrap it up club. It's just. I think we said this last time they were on and they just talked about time. Anyone listening to this like, well, you know, I'm 30 or I'm 40 or whatever it is. If I could borrow from, you know, I do the gardening in the summertime. If I could borrow, I think, uh, I think the phrase is for like planting fruit trees, the best time to plant a fruit tree was seven years ago. It's never too late. If I can make the analog, it's never too late to start growing your own fruit. Like, like to start, you know, Today. It's today. Exactly. 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 So, right. And to that sentiment, you know, maybe there's somebody listening now who's like, okay, I'm, I'm not as advanced um, where you guys just were, you know, so it's one-on-one for them, you know, how much life insurance, two things. Number one, how much life insurance does one individual need uh, to get? And, you know, uh, two, when someone says, hey, there's this life insurance seminar you got to hear, for whatever reason, sometimes in our, especially in our community, um, because I guess it just hasn't, we haven't been taught this a lot. 
like red flags jump up like think, oh, this is a scam, scam, scam. Like, no, it's not a scam. This actually is protection. This help. Like, what are you talking about? Because I hear this stuff, even from family members. Like, no, this is this is legit. You've got to get in. Let me show you what I've got. Like, let me and and we and so number one, how much insurance? Uh, life insurance. And, and, and I don't even want to get into like the different types because people need to go to the seminar, to the webinar yes. to get this. They need, they need to, they, they need to sign up. They need to show up next Wednesday, uh, September 27th uh, to the seminar to get all the information that, you know, the nuts and bolts, but how much does someone get? And for someone who's skeptical and like, well, is it worth my $60 a month? If it, is it worth my $150 a month? Um, it, it seems like some sort of scam. S- speak to that for uh, if you, if you could. So, Al, I'm going to let you address how much they can get because I know you. you, you okay, I got you. That. But I'm going to address the scam part. And we. this is why it's important to, to, to work with advisors that understand, that are culturally competent and understand the histories of these institutions within certain communities. Because mm-hmm. there were periods of time where people came up. I'll use my grandmother, for example. Dude used to knock on my grandma's door once a week and my grandma would say, go give him $5. And that was a debit insurance man. And I know my grandma died at 93. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know for 40 plus years, this dude was given $5 a week. And I don't know about you all. You could do the math $5 a week, 52 weeks, mm-hmm. $2,500 plus 40 years. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then when grandma closed her eyes, there's a $10,000 bet. It just doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, Yes, the history within our communities of what we were relegated to purchase, we couldn't participate in the overall broad system of choices. So there are a lot of us who think, oh, this is a scam, this is this, this is that. But here we are today where I can speak for our firm, we're only working with A-rated carriers. We're only working with preferably companies that are paying dividends We're only working with firms that are going to give you some guarantees where we can show you that leverage. This isn't your grandmother, your grandfather's insurance. Now, I'll tell you this. If it sounds too good to be true, you got people telling you things like, oh, you can get all upside with no risk. This, this, that. Cap. Fine print, please. (laughs) Read the fine print or have somebody else who knows how to read the fine print. And I'll tell you where the rubber hits the road. If you really want to know what's going on, read the page that you're signing. That mm. signature page. Okay. Okay. That signature page breaks everything down for you. I walked through signature pages with some people who told me I can't lose money. And the signature page says, you've been explained that this is guaranteed. You can lose money. Right. <laughs> read signature pages where people say, oh, well, you know, it's going to do this. And the signature page says, I know what we've illustrated to you, but the market does not work like this. No. <laughs> 60 <laughs> percent of the time, it works every time. of the stats are made up on the spot, right? So, um, you know, read that signature page and it will break it down for you of, hey, look, you are at risk sometimes, but there are some contracts that have the guarantees. So I would say it's not your grandparents' insurance anymore, Mm -hmm. but you still need to do your due diligence of making sure you know what it is you're signing. And if you want guarantees, make sure that your contract says guaranteed. Okay. Okay. So real simple. Determine how much. Yeah, two two ways people can find out how much insurance they need, right? There's one that's very simple called cash needs at death. And the way that we break that down is hey Claude, hey Vernon, Lawrence, if you were to die yesterday, 
what do you want your life insurance to do for your family today? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. for most people, that's pay off the home, pay off my car. I want to build an estate trust or education trust for my kids. Put a couple hundred thousand dollars in there. Whatever those things add up to that you want them to be able to take care of today. That's how much you need. That's called cash needs at death, food, funeral expenses, all of that stuff. And chances are it's more than one year's salary. Right. Mm-hmm. I throw that in there too. Take that yeah. caveat. Yeah. Um, Second way is a little more academic, but it's simple as well. It's called human life value, right? What does human life value say? Human life value says you've got an individual who's 35 years old and that individual plans to work for the next 30 years and he makes $100,000 a year. He's worth $3 million to his family, right? Mm -hmm. So that's his human life value. So that's how much a life insurance company will insure you for. Actually, they'll show you. Yeah, they'll show you for that, right? So that's how much you could purchase, right? $3 million to cover the income that's owed to your family should you live out your working years, right? Most people put up a field goal and they kick the ball somewhere in the middle. So their cash needs of death might be a middle, a million, their human life value might be $3 million. They might end up at $1.5, mm-hmm. right, depending on their level of affordability, depending on how much they want to put in place. But those are two very simple ways to figure out what the right number is. Because when Brad's, that's what Brad said. That's the most important piece. We can figure out term. We can figure out permanent. But we got to have the number right. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you know what this, the, the baffling part is for us at times, though? If any one of us on this call, and I don't know, maybe one of y'all do, I don't at this point, but if any one of us owned a home that we knew was worth $3 million and we went to a property and casualty agent to insure our home and they told us, hey man, don't worry about it. All you need is (laughs) 50,000. All you need is one year mortgage, one year mortgage. All you need is one year of your mortgage. That's it. That's all all we're going to insure for one year of your mortgage. We would look at them like they crazy. Sure. Mm-hmm. My house mm-hmm. worth three million. What you yeah. talking about? You gonna show my house for three million? Mm-hmm. Yet we look at that machine in the mirror every day. Like Al said, you thirty five. You gonna work another thirty years? You making a hundred thousand? That is a machine that's gonna produce three million dollars. Yeah. And we settle for one year income. Why, why would you shortchange yourself? Like oh, I don't want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. The That's machine that so, makes the house happen, we won't ensure that appropriately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to this seminar coming up next week on, on, on the 27th of September, what can people expect to learn? What are we talking about right now and more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Get the, as you know, as you guys know, man, we you're probably the, the, the most, tra- one of the most, if not the most, transparent wealth managers, financial planners, financial people, you guys. So we come to tell the people the truth sure, right? mm-hmm. um, and put it to them in a very plain and candid way. Um, so that's what uh, they can expect. Yeah. And, and, it's never too, it's ne- and it's never too early too to start. Like, I mean, I remember um, I'll bring in my younger sister, Janai to you and bring in, and, and Sierra and I reached out to you even about Manny, like, here's what we got for college and, and his savings. And then we got as far as life insurance for him. Talk a yeah. little bit too, guys about, you know, it's never too late to even start thinking about your kids financial future and, and, and how they're protected and things like that. Yeah. I mean, one, you know, one of the biggest things that we can understand, man, is that, you know, people deny life insurance when they're healthy, 
Life insurance company deny people when they're unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much money you got late in life. If you are uninsurable, <laughs> right? So a lot of times it's best to lock in children's insurability, young people's insurability when they're young, before they get diabetes, cholesterol, the gout. What else we get? <laughs> we get okay. The list goes on and on, right? And like I was saying, you don't buy it with your money, you buy it with your health. And when are you the healthiest, right? Yeah. And believe young. it or not, there's that big misnomer of, oh, well, I'm not going to need insurance when I get to said age, right? Do you know that the highest percentage of people who ask for insurance quotes and are looking for insurance are 60 plus? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they should have been done that. By that time, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday's price is not today's price to the insurance today's company. Price oh, you're 65 showing up? Yeah. It's, oh, okay, cool. It's gonna be and by that time, chances are you might have some health issues that make it, that makes it, that great barriers to getting good rates and, yeah, and even getting in. And issues. many of them were locked into the type. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, nothing wrong with term insurance. I own term insurance, but yeah. I don't want my term insurance to work. Right. 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 I didn't buy a 20-year term or a 30-year term talking about I want to collect it in 19. No, I want to outlive it, right? Yeah. But when I outlive it, my insurance need just changes, Yeah. right? There's still some need. It might not be as big at that period of time or whatever it may be. So I do have some permanent insurance that I can't outlive, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So when I do outlive that term, it keeps going on, does what it needs to do. Yep. And when that day comes and I'm 115 years old and I close my eyes, there's still something there for my family to settle the other assets that I have to make sure that they're not having to fire or sell assets. It's tra- right. transferred appropriately. So it just does different things. So, you know, we'll talk about some specifics. We'll talk about different types of products. We'll talk about some of the misnomers that are out there. We'll talk about some of the red flags to look out for. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody's telling you that they're going to be putting your money in assets that are going to invest in the market, and they're not licensed to talk about the market, that might be a red flag. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Right. And 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 um, you know, and I'm sure you guys might hit on this in, in the seminar too. Someone says, you know, well, I've got life insurance through my job, I've got this thing, and even some supplemental stuff to my job through my job. I'm good. I don't need to go outside of that. Um, what would well I see, I see how I wrote this eyes now. Um well, what would what would so you say to that? The reality of it is that's great. Your job has insurance, not you. Right, because if your yeah. job chooses to change his benefits package, what happens to your? You don't control it. Mm-hmm. What happens if you're like some of the millions of people that got sick during COVID? You think those people's jobs held their jobs while they were out sick for six months in the hospital? No. no. So not only did you get sick and lose your job, then you died. No benefits. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know that old saying. I don't think it's biblical, but we've all heard. God bless child has his own. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you you may want to have a little bit of ownership of your own. And then again, well, man, it goes back to the, 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 the it goes back to the other piece of it. It's not enough. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The job ain't trying to, we're not here for your $3 million and for your family for the rest of your life. We just here to say, yeah, you, you got $50,000 of coverage at work yeah, or one yeah. time's your income. And like I said, and I, I joke with people, you know, I got it at work. Great. I'm I got one time my income. So your plan is to be dead for one year. <laughs> right and or your three-year-old at four is going to yeah. be able to go command the same salary you command to go help the household that that's your plan mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so again mm-hmm. give us the details for the the um 
the seminar for next week, uh, date, time, and how people can get information on it. We'll make sure we post it on our social as well. So, yeah, that's the key, Claude, because on the uh, flyer, we do have the QR code where they can register. We've got the link where they can register. So next Wednesday, September 27th, 630 to 730 on Zoom. Um, And that's it, man. Unlocking life insurance's potential. We're going to talk about how properly structured insurance can actually protect your investment portfolio. There you go. There you go. We're going to unlock it, y'all. September is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Our friends at Reveal Wealth, the website is WeRevealWealth.com. We'll make sure that we post a flyer on um, our social so you guys can register. I'm going to register, send it around to my family, especially the people who are always asking me for money. I'm going to make sure I send it to them. Like, you can't rely on me forever because when I'm gone, don't be calling Manny and do not be calling Sierra asking them for nothing because I told them do not get there. I got a whole list. Everybody of, showed in, up at the funeral with the hat in hand. In my will, there's a list of do not give them nothing. That's one list I got in my will. And so a lot of people I'm related to are on it. So don't uh, don't, don't get in the habit. So y'all sign up for this thing. And uh, as always, Al and Roderick, it's great to have you guys on the show. All right, Thanks, fellas. Us, Appreciate you. Thank you, man. It's Golf DMV. All right, that's our friends at WeRevealWealth.com. Al and Broderick, always good to have those guys on the show talking about uh, revealing your wealth. And um, yes, be sure to get to that uh, that seminar, everybody, and share it too. Like, I mean, you know, even if you've got, you think you've got all your stuff together, or if you have it together, go in, the information is good, share it with everybody else. And uh, maybe when you get in, in that Zoom, type in the uh, in the little chat box that you heard about it on Golf DMV. Mm-hmm. Um, let them know that you listened to the interview and that that's why you're um, there for the uh, uh, seminar. So a little bit of golf we got to get to. Uh, number one, um, a couple of things I had been following. Gary Woodland uh, was just like and had brain surgery. Like he had a tu- like a brain tumor. I yeah. And, and so thoughts and prayers with Gary Woodland for a speedy yeah. recovery. And hopefully, you know, obviously golf is not the most important thing his life is uh, and also, you know, his, you know, functionality and quality of life. So hopefully he makes a full recovery in life and, uh, you know, is able to get out there and, uh, and play some golf. Number two, I think it was Danielle Kang with the Soham cup, whose golf clubs got lost in an airport or something. And yes. never, she finally got <laughs> back, but again, precious equipment, people, airlines, you got to make sure you get gotta these. do better. You got to get these, <laughs> these uh, uh, players and just, and even regular everyday players, Make sure the golf clubs get where they gotta go. Okay, make make sure they get to, to where they gotta go. Imagine imagine a uh, football game on Sunday and they should all run out there. Ain't no footballs. Like that right. that would be the equivalent. Just like <laughs> speaking speaking of footballs and, and football. So Sierra and I were in Nashville this past weekend, and we stayed at the Grand Hyatt. And we so we so we're out hanging out, having a good time. We come back to the hotel to change before we go out to this little uh, to a dinner, and. um there's buses there and police and a big crowd. We were staying at the same hotel the the Chargers were staying at ah. in order to you know to play the Titans. And so I saw saw Justin Herbert and okay. saw um gosh what's his name uh, Bosa saw Joey Bosa. Oh, Joey Bosa Joey yeah Joey plays for the Chargers Nick plays for yeah, the Forty yeah. Nine saw jo- and saw Joey Bosa. There was a young girl out there. She had to be maybe. 11 years old with the Chargers helmet and she just sat in the lobby from the time we got there then we left went out to dinner hung out all night came back 
she was still in the lobby sitting down with her helmet. And any time a player from the Chargers came out the elevator to get anything or go anywhere, she jumped up and got them inside her helmet. Her parents let her stay there for like eight, like seven to eight hours, which was cool. And she was just sitting there real content. I mean, at times she was waiting for almost 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And nobody came. And then all of a sudden she'd get two or three and then she'd get it and said, so that, so that was, you know, kind of cool. And shout out to those guys for signing the stuff for, you know, and uh, taking yeah. all those pictures. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. So I'm in quite, quite of a golf crisis. I did go to the driving range and short game area at Needwood last week. Okay. Might have been Thursday okay. or Wednesday, but I hadn't touched a club since then. I have been putting and chipping in the house. Okay. That's good. But my weekends are taken up because, you know, Manny's doing football now. And as a matter of fact, I had text Vern because I was going to play at Lynx at Shaladon. I was like, cool, I'm in. Got a round coming up. Had to text to say I can't make it because I, I just forgot in my mind that Manny has football. Like I, Sad, yeah. he has a game that day and I'm not going to be able to, to, to play. So now I'm thinking, when in the world am I going to play? And so now I'm relegated to weekdays um, when I'm in town and not doing stuff for work. And then also during the football season, I do some stuff for the commanders. And so like my Sundays are taken up in the afternoon. Yeah. And so it's like, I got to find time Monday through, through Friday. Uh, and, and, and I'm hoping to be able to do that before this, um, before we head to North Carolina, because the next time I swing a club might be in North Carolina. Might be in North so, Carolina. So what I'm hurts. asking you guys uh, is, and if anybody want to hit us up on social or, or email, you can do this too. Outside of like chipping and putting, what do I need to do in the house or even in the backyard or something in order to get some reps in before this trip. Cause I mean, I'm going to try to, cause Nee was right down the street from one of my radio stations that I go to in the morning. I'll be able to, you know, get okay. at least Relax. nine holes in there. I'll be able to swing a little bit, but more, but I feel like the value is going to be when I'm home doing something, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or even if it's not, like doing something there is going to be, going to be uh, very valuable to me. And so we'll start with Lawrence. Um, maybe we shouldn't, or we should start with, but no, no, we'll start with, we'll start. so Lord, from your own experience, what are some mm-hmm. things that I should do? Now I understand the chipping and putting stuff. I've been doing that, that I need to do in order to get myself together and, and to at least not, you know, be highly disappointed in my game when we're in North Carolina. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And you probably do the same thing. Cause my time's going to be limited as well. Okay. Is dry swings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get in front of the mirror and I'm going to do dry swings mm-hmm. as well as the putting. I'm going to, you know, put, put on my little mat in the basement. But the dry swings, I think, will be the biggest thing you can do at home uh, anywhere when you're not at the range. Because that's I'm going to do. I've been doing that around here and I don't even have a club. I've just been <laughs> looking at my takeaway. Look what my pan position is, that kind of stuff. Um that's uh, all you you have a choice, really. That's all you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Burn. Uh, so that's what I was. LB knew what I was going to say. He, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say dry swings. That was one hundred percent it because it can be effective. Uh, do them in front of the mirror. Do them in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Do them really slow. It's, it's going to sound dumb, but you will, it it helps your proprioception, helps your muscle control, your ability to feel. Just do them slow. It's going to and you'll do two and be like, oh, I'm good. Do like do like uh ten, and it's going to feel like it's going to take like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. But again, when you when you get to the point where you think your head, I'm going to go back to just sit down on the couch and do some work or whatever. Remember. You can't go to the range. So give yourself this 15 minutes mm-hmm. before you get there. So, you know, when you pull up on Southern Hills, you know what I'm saying? You're not on a struggle bus. Also, I would say for the chipping and putting, I don't know how you're doing it, but I have a feeling that you, you could probably get like locked into a, a, a rhythm where you're just kind of doing it mindlessly. Um, 
try to I can send you some. Try to create some putting drills. Try to make it like more focused putting. Like on this one, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do, you know, a four. You make three four footers. Then I'm gonna slide back. I'm gonna make three ten footers. Then try to have one because again, when we practice putting, you can get into a rhythm. Try to have one uh, where like I don't know if you're putting into a hole or up the ramp or whatever, mm-hmm. but try to have one where it dies at the cup. If you still have the perfect putt. Mm-hmm. Take the little middle section out. Try to hit the middle section. Make it more mm-hmm. difficult for yourself. You need to you need to change it up so that it engages your right. brain and you actually have to concentrate. Because standing there right. in the and I'm saying this to somebody who does this, I'll stand in there and just be smashing two footers. I'm like, no, no, no. ten footers in. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, stand over this, look at it, do the whole thing. You know, almost mm-hmm. like a free throw. Like, do your whole situation, whatever. Lock in and tap it. And the thing that that I do to engage my, because I have the, you know, my putting surface doesn't change. So the only thing I can change is speed. So sometimes I'll say, all right, I want this one fast. I want this one to die at the cub. I want this one slow, etc. And it just, it makes you try a little bit. And then when you first, you're trying to hit one slow, for instance, that like just perfectly dies at the cub and you see it goes offline. Now you got something. That's like, oh, let me try to hit slow putt again. That goes straight. So just switch it up periodically. Same with the chipping, same with the chipping. The chipping can actually help you with your full swing too, Claude. I don't mm-hmm. know how much room you have in there, but uh, try to hit different parts of the target. Try to hit one low. See if you can get one to pop up a little bit. If you have like a little box or something, you can chip over. Just, just you know, uh, change it up, vary it up to keep your your brain engaged and keep you hitting you know actual golf shots or whatever. Yeah. Right. One of the things I do with my putting with my putting uh, mat. So mine is I think it goes out to nine feet. Okay. Um. So I'll start at two feet, and the the, the game is I got to make one at every foot consecutively and then if you don't you miss one you gotta start over you go back like to two that. feet I like and that. you just keep doing that for two feet three feet four feet all the way out to nine consecutively and wow that and yeah <laughs> it's i've done it a couple times sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but you barely get to like seven feet or something and you screw one up and you gotta yeah. go back there to two feet and start <laughs> over again so yeah things like that like you say to keep it keep yourself uh Keep you engaged, mm-hmm. um, but the the dry swing though, know, I I definitely believe they help because I've it does. the one time uh, it was that's late last year, uh, some stuff was going on and couldn't get to the range, and I did a I had one of those uh, I found one on eBay the uh, I don't know what it's called now, but it's the club is heavy and it's got the, the grip foam uh, your hands already fits into the little grooves. Yeah, it's got the little grooves. Yeah, yeah, they had the weighted Strokes, club. I think Rick yeah, it's one. weighted or something, yeah. something, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where I got the idea from uh, Jerry Boston, mm-hmm. uh, one of our listeners. He one of our first one. listeners, like a yeah. golf yes. DMV OG. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. He and I was talking, and he had got one. He found one somewhere. So I went on eBay and bought a used one. Stroke, perfect stroke, something. I don't know what it's called anymore. But uh, <laughs> it's, it is heavy. But I thought because he was saying that he was using that, and that's how he kind of got his swing together. So I was like, I, yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> so yeah, why not? Right. I went and found like forty bucks off of eBay, and uh, I had, so that's what I'm going to be using when I get home uh, this weekend. Okay. Um, yeah. So one I've more got thing one of those, and it's, it, I've got one of those, and it's, it's it's like a shorter club, right? Like a shorter. Yeah. It's yeah. About, so it's I can about do the size about eight or nine or I think something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so yeah. I can do the full swing in the house with that one. So there's really no excuse. I mean, yeah. other than just being lazy and yeah. just overall not committed the way I've been for the last <laughs> as I've been since I've started. Busy. Fall falls is tough for you. Fall yeah. is tough. For no, you. but 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 still, yeah. I mean, you know, but but it's so funny because like I'm like I'm not going to get to a club. I haven't even thought about you know and 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 you know. For some of us, you know, what we wear when we're playing means a lot. I haven't even thought about playing. I'm not. I'm not buying anything new. I'm just like, 
Sean, I don't I, like I just don't have the mental capacity right now to even think about that. Like, it's just yeah. I'm going to pack golf clothes and I, I just want to go so I don't have to do anything else. So there I can just go. escape <laughs> life. <laughs> I just want to go. I don't care what I don't care what I wear. I don't care. I just want to pack some stuff up. I want to go and I want to enjoy that. And then, you know, and so, yeah, uh, but whatever. We'll see how that how we'll see. We'll see how that ends up. And I'll do, I'll do a weekly report as far as what I've been able to do, um, do in the house. So some pro stuff. Uh, I guess we got Soul Hump Cup. Um, uh, Vern, you do have a PGA th- uh, thing you wanted to um, talk about. Just really. And LB, oh, you've right. got uh, uh, um, uh, Corn Fairy, Corn Fairy and LPG. I was going to say web.com. Um, <laughs> Corn Fairy and LPG. Go ahead, Vern. Uh, yeah, no, just <clears throat> just really briefly, just looking at. So I didn't watch any of the forty net or anything like that. But shout out Sagi, uh, um, uh, Tagala, Sahith, uh, yeah. Tagala, yeah, I forgot his last name. Um, forgetting the <laughs> forgetting the W. Uh, I was, oh, I was looking at that, but there was a little bit of a subplot that a lot of people probably don't know about because again, it's, it's pretty much the off season. Um, you know, JT being picked for the Ryder Cup was, mm-hmm. eh, I won't say it was controversial, but people kind of had their eyebrows up like, oh, you know, my man hasn't been playing that well, you know, and mm-hmm. I think my understanding is through the press, Zach and those guys like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a, a gamer pick, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he gets the team up and everything else, which is true and, you know, probably will compete well on the team. No, I have no issues with it, but I didn't realize that he and some others were in the Forty net, like you know, yeah. in a, basically in a tournament, in a tour that I mean, excuse me, in a uh, match that all the shooter shooters is not playing in. Yeah, right. And by the way, I bet if JT wasn't picked, he would not have played. Uh, one thousand percent. Yeah, he yeah. he went. So not only did he have to play in that, you know, Zach Johnson, the team is kind of like, all right, now you know, like we, yeah. like you can't, you got to show up. So we're, right. they, I, I think, <laughs> like a lot of the betting standards were like, oh, you know, he needs the top top twenty. Some were saying top ten. He did finish fifth. Right. Finished fifth because basically they were looking at this because this is an easy course, easy field, and if he went there and crapped a bit, it yeah, might have yeah. been. Yes. Oh, you know what, JT? We had an injury replacement. I totally forgot, man. I, we yeah, can't even put yeah. you on the team no more, bro. But he did well. He, he did well. He came in fifth, so uh, it was kind of a form check, though. It's like, yeah, and not and yeah. not just that too. As I understand it, he needed to get um, some changes have been made to the wraparound season. We can talk about it next week. But basically, there are guys who would normally be off this time of year that are having to play because they mm. cut. I think it's only the top seventy. Uh, are like guaranteed, I guess, for the full year. The and a lot of these yeah. guys, yeah, need to earn like points and stuff like that to get into some of the early events for next year. And JT is mm-hmm. one of them. JT, surprisingly. Yeah. So wow. based on the way he's played. So uh, on top of the points and the form check for the Ryder Cup, I thought that was interesting, but he did he did well. He finished fifth at the, up there. I think it's in Napa Valley. So just real, real yeah. chill situation. He, but he did he did shoot 72 on Sunday. It's not what you want to do. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. maybe he might have checked out. I'm going to say he, got, he, he, he realized he was good the first three rounds and said, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and chill on, mm-hmm. on Sunday once he got the blessings from Jack Johnson. I hope that's what it was. But I'm still looking for him to show up in, uh, in the Ryder Cup and do well. But I thought that was interesting that they kind of like, you know, say, hey, we picked you, but we, we just need to see. We just yeah, just want to make mm-hmm. sure you're good, bro. So. <laughs> yeah. Show me something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But that, that's it. Yeah. And LB, you've got the uh, LPJ. Oh, before we leave Oof. the PGA Tour, uh, you know, I kid around with Jordan Spieth, but shout out to Jordan. He and his wife just had uh, yeah. baby, a uh, baby girl, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to them for that. All right, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, good luck. He... Good luck uh, trying to get out and, and do your thing on the golf course. Right, exactly. Right. Right. I know he's got to go to Rome now. Uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. The, he's going to be like me. He's going to be in the house swinging the training aid all day and, and going out and, see, and seeing what happens. <laughs> yeah, a couple of tournaments happened uh, last week that I at least paid attention to the the uh, results. Corn Ferry Tour was uh, September 14th to 17th. 
the Simmons Bank Open uh, for the Snedeker Foundation. Willie Mack was in the field, but he missed the cut at minus two. Nothing more to see there. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the LPGA. Uh, the, <laughs> That's the, 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 <laughs> the Kroger Queen City Championship. Uh, Minji League won at minus 16. Right. Mm-hmm. In the field, though, was our very own Mariah Stackhouse was in the field, and she made the cut. There you go. Let's go, Stackhouse. There you go. T23, which I probably – I didn't look it up, but I'm going to say with some assurity that's probably her best finish this season. Yeah. <laughs> easily, easily Queen in her City. top three finishes, but Cincinnati. it's definitely probably the top finish this mm-hmm. season. That's Cincinnati, yeah. Queen yeah. City, Cincinnati. Okay, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. I got that right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Kroger. That's a Midwest uh, type grocery store gotcha, too. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's uh, if an LPGA. They are in. Um, they're going to where? Where are they playing that thing? Is in France or somewhere over there? Isn't the Soham Cup or something? Does that have? Is that yeah, but it's in. It's over. It's over there. It's over there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I've you know what? There. Here it is. If we stall for a second, I'll do a quick Google. Oh, I, well, while he does that, I will be, I mm-hmm. was watching some LPGA, uh, some mm-hmm. old LPGA. Not what you think. I was watching the 2022 U.S. Women's Open at Pine Needles because I just Pine wanted Needles. to see. Yeah. I just wanted to see what was in store mm-hmm. for for when I get down there. Um. That's that the one I went to last. Yeah, yes. I, went to that, I went to that yeah. event. Yes, I yep, did. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And uh, yeah, Minji Lee, really good. Like I feel like I, I feel like I'm late. To, like as the guy who right. barely watches, so I was like, man, he's killing it, bro. Like it's going to be in Spain. It's going to be Spain. Spain. Okay. Spain. Okay. 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 Yeah, but that apparently uh, those course though is what I remember about it was I remember it being very dry and very very fast from the, at least when I was there. That's what the I saw. Yeah, yeah, I watched. I was watching the final round, round yeah. broadcast. I think, and there okay. were more than a couple of golfers who, and again, these are Ross Greens, Turtleback mm-hmm. Greens. There were more than yeah. a couple of them who hit approaches, and it's like, oh, oh, came back down, and then I think mm-hmm. I saw two of them put off the other oh, side. The side. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. not yeah, fun. Gonna, that's not fun. No, no, it's it's not going to be. It's not going to be a fun. Well, it's going to be a fun round to watch other people struggle. <laughs> yeah, because see, the difference is, I'm going to struggle, but I don't care. It's true. The difference is those people who care. Yeah, it's true. When they struggle, that's going to be hilarious. It's gonna be, yeah, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> They're paying. Funny yes. times. Funny times. All right, so we'll catch up next week. Don't forget, guys, uh, Check, uh, share that um, uh, that life insurance seminar with our friends at Reveal Wealth. The website is wereveelwealth.com. We'll also put the flyer up on our socials. Share it. Uh, be a part of it and secure your family and your finances. Go ahead, Vern. Shout, yes, shout out Jermon Hagen too for for buying the towel. One of the homies has been yep. playing with us, playing with us yeah. recently, pretty much. Yeah, so I guess he taps into the pod. I had no idea. So be like Jermon and buy a towel or a hat or something from the buy something, anything. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to get angry text messages from Lawrence like, why won't people think people buy? It? <laughs> Let's stop the anger and spread the love. Uh, <laughs> it's called Envy. We'll be back next week.